0: Hello everyone, it's Christian, and before the episode actually starts, I just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded quite a while ago, so the things I talk about might not be as current as they usually would, and some things that I talked about, like the AeroStore ticket process, does have a lot of updates, and I obviously don't cover that because when I recorded it, the updates weren't there. So I just want to let you know that I know that there have been updates, and The things just might not seem like I know because it's a bit old, and that's why. And I just wanted to make sure that an episode was out. I asked you guys on Instagram if I should post the episode, and you said yes instead of me recording a new one. So that's what I'm doing. So here you go. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Extra Pop Podcast podcast the podcast where I will be talking about all things pop culture. I'm your host, Christian, and the time has finally arrived. It's time to talk about Taylor Swift and the Midnight's album. Before we get into this episode, I just want to give a few updates. I know it's taken me so long to make a new episode, and trust me, I feel so bad for it. I feel like I can't even explain how busy I've been lately packing orders, and I'm so grateful for that and for all of the support we've been getting around the holiday season, but that at the same time has kept me from recording the podcast just because I always want to get orders out as fast as possible and it's been a lot to stay organized and on top of things. So I'm just doing my best and trying to manage it all. I'm so happy to finally have a bit of time to record. When I said in the last episode that I was going to do episodes every other week because of how busy I was, it's been like a month. What in the world is that? I hope you missed me because I sure missed you. If you're someone who listens exclusively to the audio version of the podcast, then this won't be any different for you, but if you're someone who watches the video version, I'm sure you've already noticed that there actually isn't one this week. I'm not sure what it is, but lately I just feel like I had to push myself 9,000 times more just to get in front of a camera and film, and I feel just more comfortable not putting my face in front of a camera and getting all ready. I didn't want to have that stop me from getting an episode out, so... Here I am, I'm still me, I'm still here, recording in the same spot. I just, I don't know what it is. I just didn't feel like recording this week and I don't know if that's what's been stopping me from getting an episode out or something else, but now I'm recording just a full audio one. Maybe I'm just feeling a bit insecure about how I look these days. I don't know, but hopefully I'll feel a bit better soon and want to get in front of a camera and record again. That being said, if you're someone who only watches the visual version, I hope you're still with me this week and that this episode is still enjoyable for you with audio only. The next update I have is that I got my Spotify wrap this week for the podcast And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I went crazy with excitement and posted everywhere. I can't believe that people in nine different countries around the world are listening to Extra Pop on Spotify. Like, that's just one platform. I'm kind of speechless. Okay, I think that's all I have in terms of my weekly updates and things I wanted to say before I actually got into the topic. So other than that please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening or what oh my god i was i am so used to saying listening or watching on but you guys aren't watching this week so let me say that again um <laughs> Please subscribe or follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on this week and follow the podcast on Instagram at extra pop pod. I feel like so much has happened since I've last talked about my girl Taylor Swift, like so much that I don't even know where to start. I listened to Midnight's and I feel like that album still isn't real to me and like that album isn't actually out and on my phone right now. I haven't fully gathered my thoughts about Midnight's and the 3AM version yet. I know it's been like out for over a month now and that makes me sound so bad, but I just, there's too much for me to think about and it's overwhelming me. I don't know where to start right now. I'm definitely going to do a separate in-depth episode on the album if that's something people would want but for this episode I'm just going to talk about mainly everything that's been happening in the era so far. One thing I will say is that this album has exceeded every single expectation that I had. For me, it's like the perfect mix of Reputation and 1989, while the storytelling reminds me of 1989. Another thing I want to say is that I expected Karma sound the way that Vigilante does but I'm not mad about it because Karma is probably my favorite song off of Bit Nights. I kind of hate how overwhelmed I've been feeling lately in regard to Taylor Swift. It just feels like I'm not experiencing it in a way that I usually would and so much is happening that I can't keep up and I don't know where to go or where to start when I see all of these things happening. She's been to like... I think the MTV EMAs and then the AMAs. At the EMAs, she was actually giving Reputation. And at the AMAs, I feel like she was giving Fearless or Speak Now. I was kind of shook at that. But anyways, that's besides the point. I just feel like so much is happening that I don't know how to keep up these days. I don't know if this is something that other people are feeling. I don't know. It just feels like a lot these days, especially in terms of merch. I feel like there are actually over a thousand items on her website right now. How does she have so much merchandise? I feel like there were so many different products on there for that drop. I didn't even know where to start. There was like sweaters, t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeve, Sherpa quarter zips, ornaments, blankets, snow globes, pajamas, notebooks, and even a Christmas tree skirt. Like what? They even had separate collections to represent each Taylor Swift album, and she even sold merch for every album. Like she even brought back some of the Reputation Tour merch and sold a brand new Reputation ornament. I am so glad that I was a fan during the Reputation era because I was able to get the things that I wanted and I saw those things go instantly when they were in stock on her website. Like that would have been a panic if I didn't have those. So. I'm glad I did. Oh my god, they even restocked the cardigan. I forgot about that. I think they even restocked like a few different versions. I don't think the Red Taylors version one, but I think the two holiday ones and the folklore album one and the alternate Taylor Swift one. I ended up getting the Argyle sweater and the scarf snow globe from the Red Taylors version collection. And then I got the other snow globe, which was the Cardigan Cabin House one from the Folklore Collection. I really wanted the black pajamas from the Folklore Collection, but I could not bring myself to spend $75 on pajamas. And also, that's $75 US. I think it was like $90 Canadian. For something I'm going to sleep in, no thank you. They were really nice though, but I just... Could not bring myself to spend $90 on pajamas. I genuinely thought that this merch drop was a really good one, but I also felt like I had kind of a choice overload, which is just like when you have too many options that you have a hard time picking what you want. There was just so much merch. I didn't know where to start and I also didn't know what to get because by the time if I were to actually look through everything, other things would have been sold out. Like, if I were to go and look through from folklore to the reputation stuff, all the reputation stuff would have been gone. So would have the cardigans. Either way, I thought it was pretty cool and fun, but just a lot to handle at one time. And we also didn't know it was coming. There just randomly was a countdown on her site like 30 minutes before. So that really was wild. Now, I'm pretty sure this is old news for everyone. Especially with how messy the ticket buying process was, but let's talk about the eras tour. First of all, I love the idea of an eras tour so much. Taylor is one of the only artists that can really use her eras to her advantage just because of how iconic they are. In honor of the eras tour, I'm gonna go through each album and tell you my favorite song off of it. The songs I say are going to be the ones that were my favorite at the time of the release, and which ones I listened to the most, but you also might notice that they did change for the Taylors versions just because I feel like I connected with different songs for the new versions. Starting with Debut, my favorite off of that is Should Have Said No. That song is Legendary if you ask me. For Fearless, my favorite song off of that was Forever and Always. I became a fan of Taylor pretty early on. Early on enough to actually go to the Fearless tour, so I'd assume it was either during the Fearless era or debut. My favorite song off of Speak Now is Enchanted. That song gets me every single time and is one of Taylor's biggest bops. I cannot wait to hear the Taylor's version of that song. I feel like that might be one of the songs that will still be my favorite when the Taylor's version comes out. For Red. My favorite song was Starlight. My favorite song off of 1989 was Style. For Reputation, it is I Did Something Bad. For Lover, it is Afterglow. Folklore, it is My Tears Ricochet. For Evermore, my favorite song is Tolerate It. And this is arguably one of the most sad songs off of Evermore. So I'm not sure why I listen to it so much. But yeah, that's my favorite song off of Evermore. For Midnight's, my favorite song is Karma. I did not expect that song to be the bop that it is. For Fearless Taylor's version, I love The Other Side of the Door. And finally, for Red Taylor's version, my favorite song is The Very First Night. This is the only album that I actually chose a vault track being my favorite and It's only because I really wish this song was on the original album. Like, this song deserves to be on the OG cut of Red, not even the Deluxe. I love that Taylor is giving us these vault tracks, and I cannot wait to hear the Reputation ones. Speaking of Reputation, I'm pretty sure that Taylor can re-record it now that it's been over five years since the release, So I wonder what's happening with that. Taylor and her schedule are always unpredictable. One day you think you know what's coming next and you think you're getting the easter eggs, and then she does a full 360 and throws us all off our tracks. I honestly didn't even think we'd get new music for a while. I thought the whole focus would be the Taylor's versions, but then she just sprung midnight's on us. I'm not complaining at all because it's everything I needed from Taylor and way more. Okay, now back to the actual era's tour. The ticket buying process was a mess. Let's have a moment of silence for the people who have not or have not yet gotten a ticket because I truly sympathize and am crying for you. Moment over. Taylor Swift is the, if not one of the biggest artists in the world. This isn't new information. It isn't a surprise to me that Taylor has this kind of demand. Yes, she's one of my favorite artists, and it may seem that I just have a bias because of that, but me acknowledging Taylor's level of fame isn't a bias towards her because it's a fact. She's famous. She's Taylor Swift. The problem that happened here is clearly that Ticketmaster System couldn't handle her demand, even though they promised her that they could. It isn't Taylor's fault for this. She doesn't run Ticketmaster, and that's where the problems seemed like they were happening. I didn't see anywhere near as many complaints about the shows that were sold on SeatGeek. I also think that the presale could have been more organized too. I remember during the Reputation presale, I got a specific time slot, and it was just so much more organized and it was so much easier to get tickets back then. Even for Loverfest, I didn't have nearly as much of a problem as I did now. Taylor also doesn't seem like she's coming to Canada, so you could imagine my stress seeing if I would be able to go or even get tickets. Without tour dates in Canada, I have no other choice but to travel if I want to see her. It isn't like I can just decide to go the day of and the show's downtown and it's just one short train away. This requires a lot more planning for me because I'd need to see my schedule and the tour schedule and see if they align. And from the looks of it, there was a show on my literal birthday. And that's the one I ended up signing up for the presale for. I got an email a few days later saying that I actually did get picked for the presale and I was so happy for that. And I talked with my family and this was the first time that almost all of them genuinely wanted to go. So this would be such a great time to have all of us see Taylor together when all of us would appreciate the album and appreciate the show. The day of the pre-sale comes around and it was at 10am PST or 1pm EST and when I tell you, I was ready for it that day. It was all I could think about, all I could talk about, And it was the only thing consuming my day. I definitely had other stuff to do, but it was entirely a blur because of those tickets. 12.30pm EST comes around, and I'm getting so anxious for this, because I'm seeing on Twitter that the tickets aren't going well and the ticket buying process is hard, and I'm just trying to have high hopes that my experience is going to be a bit different. But then... Ticketmaster announces that due to their system being overloaded, they would push the presale for Seattle to 6 p.m. EST. I feel like I just couldn't wait for this presale. I just wanted to get my tickets and not have to worry about them. 6 p.m. rolls up and I'm waiting in the queue and I was sitting at my desk and not my computer for literally two hours just watching the queue slowly move up and continue to say that 2,000 plus people are in front of me, when will it be my turn? My turn finally comes up, and when I log on, the entire stadium is gray. And I was there with my dad, and he was just saying, keep waiting to see if more tickets come up. Like, you never know if tickets are gonna come up. Luckily, we did, because a bunch of tickets kept showing up, but every single time I tried to select tickets, and add them to my cart, it would say, another fan beat you to the tickets. I must have tried over 60 times to get different tickets. And every single time it was saying the same thing. Until one ticket managed to actually work and take me to the checkout. One. My goal was six so that my whole family could come. And I ended up getting one. I'm happy, of course, that I managed to get a ticket at all especially since I know that so many people didn't get to. But I can also acknowledge the disappointment of my family members when they found out that I only ended up getting one ticket. The ticket's great and the spot is amazing. I'm literally on the floor in the third row on my birthday. Like, what? The ticket is VIP. I don't even know what to say. With the whole process and everything happening, I cannot believe that the only ticket I managed to get was a VIP ticket. The package I ended up getting was the Karma is my boyfriend package, and honestly, it wasn't planned, but it was the only one that I could get. And if I wanted to go, this was the only option in a way I'm glad I did because I would not be buying a resale ticket for 10,000 or 90,000. What even is that? So, I'm glad I got my own ticket, but it was a it really was a mess. I had a little tradition with my aunt for the past few tours where we would go together. Like we went to 1989 and Reputation And she got me tickets to go to Loverfest with her, but obviously that one was cancelled. And this would be the first one in so long that we don't get to go together. I guess it just makes me a bit disappointed that I wasn't able to get tickets for us, but I guess it is what it is. I even tried to get tickets during the Capital One presale the next day, just to find out that Canadian cards were not eligible for the presale. And then they literally cancelled friday's public on sale due to insufficient tickets they literally sold out the entire tour during the pre-sale what doesn't make sense to me is none of you that worked at ticketmaster thought maybe we should keep 10 tickets from each show to put for the general on sale no one thought to keep one they couldn't keep five they sold every single ticket during that pre-sale not even one was left the fact that they canceled the on sale two days before it happened like that is just crazy to me and so disappointing to so many fans if you didn't get chosen for the presale you didn't even have a chance to get a ticket at retail price if you are buying a vip ticket you can't buy it resale please do not buy resale vip tickets because those are non-transferable and if you want the merch, the VIP merch, once you get the tickets transferred to you, it voids the merch and that's like one of the main things that makes the VIP more expensive. Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm just, that's just how I interpreted it when I was buying my ticket. With this entire mess, it feels like I feel kind of bad to celebrate that I did get any tickets at all, knowing that so many other people, including all of my family members, didn't. I wish the rollout was better because I can't even imagine how many people didn't get any tickets at all. Another thing, how did so many fans get tickets to multiple shows? I was so confused when I saw people doing that, like I could barely get one. How did you do that? Anyways... It's finally December, and this is my favorite month of the year because it's finally the holiday or Christmas season, depending on whatever you celebrate, and what better way to celebrate the holiday season with the gift of music, whether it's for you or for your friend, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your significant other, or whoever is on your gift list, you should give them a record. There are so many different options and albums that are being repressed right now, and you could always find the perfect one for that special person in your life. We have plenty of records in stock right now on sncrecords.com if you want to check it out. We mostly are catering to pop music right now, but we also do have some R&B and Christmas records as well. This week's Record of the Week on SNC Records is Taylor Swift's Midnight's and i'm choosing the four variants for this week we are currently sold out of the jade green and mahogany edition but we do have the blood moon and moonstone blue in stock and they are ready to be in your hands and spinning on your turntables check out sncrecords.com to pick up your copy or copies if you want both colors on essency oh also if you watched the Fro Live with SNC Records on Monday, if you didn't hear about it or missed it and don't know what Fro is, they are an app for record collectors and for people to show off their collections and to kind of build a community of record collectors. And sometimes they have live streams on the app where people show their collections or sell records, and SNC records collaborated with them this week to do a live stream where we would sell records and i'm not really someone who does live streams often i'm not really sure why i just feel like i never do them so i was kind of nervous but i think it went really well and it was really fun to do it was also just so cool to see people buy the records that i was showing in my hands i actually just finished packaging them yesterday and signing all the thank you cards So I'm excited to get those shipped out and on their way to you guys. I have two really random thoughts. So, number one is, did you guys see Drake post the charts on his Instagram story? And (laughs) he put emojis over Taylor Swift at number one? Like, what was that about? Are they not friends? That is so petty. And two... Have you guys seen the Adele show in Vegas and the ending of it? How does she disappear like that? She disappears into oblivion. She actually is gone with the wind. Fabulous. I don't even know where she went. How? That's the perfect amount of confetti, like, to fall. I... They did such a good job. It's so cool. Anyways... I got my own personal Spotify wrapped this week, and I know I talked about it earlier, but I didn't actually talk about my own. I talked about the extra pop Spotify wrapped. So let me tell you my personal Spotify wrapped, my top five songs of the year are number one, Don't I Make It Look Easy by Megan Trainor. number two, Bad for Me by. Megan Trainor, number three, "Made You Look" by Megan Trainor. Number four, "Yuck" by Charlie XCX, and number five is "Taken Aback" by You Know It, Megan Trainor. I did not expect to only have Megan Trainor songs and just a splash of Charlie XCX. Most of these songs also just came out, so how are they so high up there? Not gonna lie, Megan had to put some type of magic into Made You Look because I can't stop listening to it. I was also so surprised to see no Taylor songs in there. Like, I was listening to those too, I swear. I was streaming the hell out of Midnight's. Why isn't Midnight Rain or Karma on there? Like, I know I have those songs on repeat. And Lavender Haze too. In regard to my top artists, I was not surprised to see this list. Number 1 is Megan Trainor. Number 2 is Taylor Swift. Number 3 is Charlie XCX. Number 4 is Rina Sawayama, and number 5 is Lizzo. That is pretty self-explanatory. I don't think I have anything to say because it's pretty accurate. Next, I saw my top five podcasts and I feel like I never actually talk about podcasts that I personally love. So I'm excited to do that now and finally reveal the podcast that me, Christian, listens to. If you were to guess what kind of podcast I listen to, what comes to mind? Because... I didn't think my number one podcast would be Sophia with an F. I love Sophia. She is hilarious and makes me laugh every single time I listen to her. This is exclusively the thing I listen to while I'm driving. She just feels like a friend in the car and she's so funny. I don't even have enough good things to say about Sophia and she is also beautiful. Just saying. She's kind of unpredictable, where you never know what she's going to say next. And I think that's one of the most enjoyable things about her and her podcasts, and what makes it really fun to listen to. The second podcast that was on my Spotify wrapped was the Do We Know Them podcast with Jesse Smiles and Lily Marston. I love this podcast. This podcast is actually one of the things that pushed me to make my own because when they did it I was in the process of making mine already and I was just so obsessed with it that I was like okay now this is my push to just like finally put it out. So I'm pretty sure a few weeks after they did it is when I like started taking it really seriously to finally push and get my episode out or like my first episode out. I also love how conversational they are. They are the most entertaining duo and I also feel like they're my friends. Jesse follows me on Instagram. And I told her how much I loved Do We Know Them. And she replied and said that that made her so happy. So I guess we're kind of besties. In third, I have the Call Her Daddy podcast. I used to be a really huge fan of this podcast. I used to talk about it to all of my friends. And I feel like this is something that I would just bring up to everyone and try and promote because I thought it was so funny. And I'm going to be honest, when Sophia left, it wasn't the same. And I am a, I am a big fan of the Swaff. So I kind of went with her, but I do listen to Call Her Daddy once in a while, but it's just not the same and not the same dynamic as it was when it was Sophia. But I do like the interviews that Alex is doing sometimes, so nothing against it. I just, it's not my favorite form of content sometimes, but still really good. In fourth place, I have the That Park Life podcast and if you didn't know that I was a fan of Disney World and theme parks, you do now. Um, I don't know what else to say, but I just listen to these to get updates on the parks and hear what's happening. And I also find the hosts really entertaining and funny. So yeah, that's why I listen to it. In fifth place, I have the Cancelled podcast with Tana Mojo. I seriously loved this while it was airing. I thought Tana and Brooke had a really good dynamic and I love their stories, but it sadly ended for I don't know what reason. But I miss it and I hope it comes back one day. Spotify Rap makes me laugh because everyone posts theirs to their story thinking everyone cares about what they listen to when they do not even one bit. Including me. I post these even though I know no one cares. But I do just to brag about how good my music taste is. And it's also a chance for me to see what you guys are listening to. Most of the time, I want to reply and be like, this is what you listen to, but I would never do that because that's kind of mean. And for some people, I'm like, oh, you have good taste and I didn't even know? So I guess that's kind of good. Before I end this episode, I just wanted to say thank you again for being so patient with me throughout the past few weeks. I'm really trying my best to get as much content out for the listeners, but this time is just a really busy time for me, so I hope you understand, and we will be back to our regular schedule soon. I am really excited for our next episode, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to give any spoilers, but I'm really excited, and you have something to look forward to. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 12th episode of the Extra Pop Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I can't wait to update you guys with some fun stuff I've been doing soon. These next few weeks are going to be a really fun time. Don't forget to check out my online record store at sncrecords.com to pick up your copy of Taylor Swift's Midnight's Final at E S S E N C Y records.com and you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at snc records and finally you can follow my personal accounts at christians rep on tiktok and at christians vinyl collection on instagram i'm your host christian and i'll talk to you guys soon bye